Stepping up as Casey's going to scramble to the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Touchdown! What a nifty run by Casey Thompson and the Huskers of PAT away from tying it up. Yep. That's uh, the last touchdown after Nebraska actually got a break. Couple of breaks. Couple breaks. On that drive. Now, I mean, were they bad calls? No. But they were borderline calls. First, the fumble by Smothers. It was a borderline call. It could have gone either way. Especially uh, considering what the call on the field was. Remember, the call on the field both times fumble. went against yeah. Nebraska. The and, fact that they were both overturned with yeah. what we saw was a little surprising. And then you had, uh, it was Thompson, right? Or not Thompson, it was uh, Washington, right? With the Des Bryant moment. Yes, it was Washington in the end, within, right outside the end zone. By the way, if anyone who is sitting in the West Stadium can please uh, tell us if Josh Peterson is still with us because I'm guessing he had PTSD <laughs> watching that whole watching sequence the, because it was very reminiscent yeah. of Des Bryant well, in the uh, playoff game for the Cowboys. Speaking of the stadium, I have a Twitter report yeah. saying that there were some fire frost chants in the stadium after the game. Well, that's... I don't know if that's accurate. That's what I'm hearing on Twitter from people at the game. Yeah, it's not terribly surprising at this point. 402-951-1620, Lus Hills, Harley-Davidson hotline. Folks have been waiting. Here is Kelsey. Is this uh, Bake Our Cake, Kelsey? It is. Uh, Kelsey, I don't think we'll be baking any cakes this year. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that it's going to be Constellation Cookie. You know what? I'm good with that. Constellation Cookie, you good with that? It's the best kind of cookie. All right, we're up. We're yes. up for it. Constellation Cookie. Cool. Um, so I have two takes, and then I'm just going to hang up and listen. Uh, the first one is that I think Blue Cross Blue Shield really needs to rethink their billboard on I-80. And the second is, is it October 1st yet? <laughs> uh, it will be in 21 days. Kelsey, thank you, my friend. Um, yeah. I don't remember when the Blue Cross Blue Shield billboard, and for those who are out of the listening area and aren't familiar, Blue Cross Blue Shield has a, a billboard that's on Interstate 80 uh, around um, uh, Harrison Street over by the Cabela's and the convention center that, uh, that shows the score yeah. of each week's game. And I swear, ever since that billboard went up, Nebraska has been on the losing end more often than on the winning end. It's I, I can remember the billboard as long as I've been driving here, and I've been driving here for 10 years, you know, for this job. Yes. So I think it may be time to retire that billboard. So no offense, Blue Cross. I think you're great, but put up something else. Yeah, maybe just not a scoreboard billboard. Maybe just be like, Blue Cross Blue Shield supports Nebraska. How about they start posting Nebraska and Creighton volleyball scores? That would work. Because those are winning programs. That's true. That could work. Or maybe Creighton basketball. Creighton basketball scores would be good. Yeah. Or maybe just, maybe we don't need scores. Yeah. Especially. Maybe just tell us, you know, yeah. uh, how good your insurance Official is. Official insurance of Nebraska football. Yeah. Whatever. Like yeah. everybody else does. Exactly. Uh, the next caller is identified as It's Over. Hello, caller. You're on Big Red Overreaction. It's Over. So is the phone call. <laughs> Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill, and by Burton when your plumbing's hurting. Just call Burton. Next up is John. Hi, John. Thanks for waiting. You're on Big Red Overreaction. By the way, I'm John Bishop. He's Ravi Lula. 
How you doing, Job and, and Rob? We How you do, Robbie. It, Robbie. Yeah. Robbie, my bad. No, Ravi. V. Ravi. Ravi. V. R A V I. Ravi. Not Robbie. Okay. But that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, my apologies. Just showing respect for my friend. You're good. You're all good. Of course. Hey, uh, great take, though, about the game, though. I agree with everything you guys have said. Uh, you know, my thing is I've had to listen to people questioning me about why they got rid of Mike Riley and Adrian Martinez, and I don't know what to say, bro, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I just think as far as the, the billboard go, that the team just got to do better, bro. We just got to do better. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that we can try to make them change their billboard. We just got to, you know, hey, it's the reality, you know, play for a score, yeah. score is there, yeah. and, you know, are we going to keep getting those scores like that, or, you know, are we going to do, you know, make a change okay. of something good, but yeah. uh, part of my thing is, though, uh, you know, if, if the uh, people that said that they wanted Scott Frost, I don't think, bro, that they should have any input on who the next coach should be, though. You know what I'm saying? Wait, are you, you're saying that anyone who wanted Scott Frost from the beginning? Yes. From the beginning? Yes. I mean, John. Exactly. The, the, I mean, the, the, well, has it? Well, I mean, has it been anything positive? Well, John, if that's the case, then there might only be like five people on planet Earth that can hey, make the next decision because change, bro. virtually everybody thought this was a great hire, both bro, locally and nationally. Was wrong, though, right? Well, yeah, they were wrong, but we're allowed okay. to be wrong, aren't we? Well, I mean, yeah, but but here's what I'm saying. If, if 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 we're going to be wrong, then we can't expect people to keep showing up to the game. We we, we can't expect the the fan support if uh you know this is the best we can get. I mean it'd been something different, bro. If we was playing Georgia, you know Southern Georgia, Georgia Southern. Come on, bro. That's all I'm saying is that you know uh, we. I mean, first of all, with with, with football, you have to uh, be uh, um, you know, you have to be committed to something bigger than yourself. It can't be individual. Mm-hmm. You can't be selfish. And, and when you are selfish in football, it reflects on the team mm-hmm. and the score. Mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all taking right. my call. Hey, John, you thank you. did a great job. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Thanks for being out there. 402-951-1620. I didn't really understand the thought process, but hey, we're all still in uh, shock right now. Yeah, it's a well, little, it's a little shell shock. Maybe, maybe not shock. That's the scary thing. It's really not that shocking. It's not. There was a part of me that's like they could lose this game, but I didn't actually believe it. And then it started happening. Yeah. Here's George. Hi, George. Thanks for waiting. You're on Big Red Overreaction. Hey, How's it going? Good. Man, I'm usually an optimistic person. I try to look at the world in a half-glass full type of way. There is absolutely nothing to be optimistic about. This team, I mean, does anyone understand that Georgia Southern ran the triple option up until this last season, mm-hmm. and we made them look like 2008 Texas Tech, Michael Crabtree, Graham Harrell type stuff. That was absolutely abysmal. Our, our linebackers should be at just, I mean, the black shirts should all be taken away. I don't understand. Our defensive line played like garbage. Our safeties, I mean, thank goodness for, what's his name, who got the two interceptions. He played pretty well, but he couldn't do any run fits correctly. I mean, our offense played pretty well. I guess that's one positive that we can take. But as for a team that we paid $1.4 million to play. I mean, this is just embarrassing. And there should be nobody who's a Nebraska fan who should think that Scott Frost deserves any more time after October 1st 
And the only reason that that man has a job right now is because his buyout gets cut in half on that day. It's absolutely embarrassing. It's such piss poor to all these fans, all these people that show up to watch. And every single weekend, and they get hyped up, and they get excited. They spend their money. They spend their time, their effort, everything. It's just disappointing. It sucks. There's nothing else to say. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. I appreciate you guys taking my call. I'm just frustrated. George, I understand. I understand the frustration. I think that's a very common, I think a lot of people are in the same boat. Oh, more than in the same boat. I mean, we're all, forgive me, rowing in the same direction on that one. Yeah. We're PJ Fleck in this thing at this point. Yeah, absolutely. 402-951-1620. Here is Ryan. Ryan, good afternoon. Or good evening, I'm sorry. I'm used to being uh I'm used to being on in the afternoons. I <laughs> Yeah, we're all a little disoriented. I that's fair. Yeah. So um well I I'll just say uh I'm I'm glad the wheels fell off. I'm glad we're not in some sort of six and six, seven and five, will will Trev, won't he? sort of situation here i'm glad that it's just over it, and it clearly needs to be over we don't have to worry about uh you know half measures anymore thank goodness um so i will say that on the positive side um on the other side of things though like i when it comes to like temperament of the next coach or psychological profile ever what you want to call it like we got to get somebody in here who knows how to handle a press conference, knows how to form relationships, can keep their stuff together. Um, and, and, like, at a bare minimum. Because, like, I, that, I mean, I, I, these last few press conferences have been so hard. And then the halftime stuff that he says, like, it's, it, like, almost going back to, like, the bow era of just stupid things and shooting his mouth off and just not doing himself any favors. Like, just give me someone who can win the press conference week in and week out. That's all I got, fellas. Thanks. Appreciate the call, Ryan. It's it's going to make for one heck of a uh, story when it's written um, why it fell apart so badly Be- for, for a game – that or for a coach that seemed to be such a home run hire universally this was not i've said this before this was not a he's a nebraska guy that's why we want him everybody wanted him after the the 12 and 0 13 0 season at ucf everybody wanted him yeah this was not a nebraska talking themselves into somebody because he had nebraska ties thing so you're right it's going to be interesting when somebody finally writes that profile of why it didn't work. But I hope it starts with one word, because I'm convinced this is why it didn't work. Accountability. Yeah. To me, that has been, I've been preaching this since last year, especially. I don't feel like Scott Frost takes accountability for things based on his public comments. He didn't take accountability from the start. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought his coaching acumen might be able to overcome it Mm -hmm. at the beginning. But especially last year, honestly, it started during 2020. I gave him a break because of COVID. But especially during last year when you had all these close losses and you could not take, he could not take accountability for his part in what was going wrong. If that's what the leadership that your head coach is providing, 
not taking accountability, not taking responsibility, even if it's 1% your fault, it could be 99% somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. You're telling me there's not a single thing as a head coach you could do better. You just have to pray for the wind beneath your wings for a good call. Guess yeah. what? They got the good calls tonight. Yeah, they did. They got the calls in their favor tonight. Zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. Plus two in the turnover margin. They got everything they needed tonight. Mm-hmm. And they lost to Georgia Southern. This wasn't a Big Ten team. What's this defense going to look like against Big Ten teams? Ravi, I was looking it up. What's the offensive line going to look like against Big Ten teams? Now, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I believe this is accurate because I believe this is the most up-to-date spreadsheet on the records Mm -hmm. from the Huskers.com official account, 2022 football records. Georgia Southern had 200 or 642 yards of total offense. Third most all-time allowed by a Nebraska defense, only trailing... 1956 Oklahoma and okay. 2012 UCLA. 642 yards total offense, third all time opponent total yards against Nebraska. The other teams on this list, I mentioned Oklahoma, I mentioned UCLA, Wisconsin twice, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Washington. Oh, there's Ball State. From 2007. Yeah. So you're saying most of the other teams on the list are not from the Sun Belt. Bing, bing. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, but but I, I, I hope when the story gets written, because at this point, it will get written. Yes. Scott Frost is not surviving this. No, he's done. It's over. I don't know when. It's not over. It's not over officially, but it's it's. I don't know it's, when. It's done. But Scott Frost. It needs to be done. Coaching career at Nebraska is over, just not officially yet. The, the pieces that get written on why this failed have to start with accountability. Mm-hmm. That is by far the biggest failure of his administration. Well, I know this guy's probably going to bring some heat. Let's do it. It's my buddy Vince in Napa. How you doing, Vince? Hey, good evening, fellas. How are you? Oh, we're, in. we're here. Well, well, so am I. That makes two of us. But you know what I say? Hey, hey, guys, you know what I say? Win or lose, we drink booze. <laughs> <laughs> make it a Coors Light tonight to spot, to uh, support our sponsor. But you're in the Napa yes, Valley, so make it a nice Pinot Grigio or whatever you can well, squeeze yeah, out of the grapes. Well, well, I drank, well, I drank a tall Coors Light while I was cooking dinner. But okay. I'm on, I'm, on to, I'm on to some cab right now. But anyhow, Sounds good. though. Anyhow, though, fellas, there's no question about it. I mean, Scott Scott Frost signed his pink slip tonight. And when I say signed his pink slip, I'm talking about, okay, we're at a point now where let's say, okay, let's say best case scenario, we beat Oklahoma next week. Is that really going to do anything for him? Or is that really going to do anything for us as a fan base? I, I, look at, I, look, I, I would look at that and say, well, so what? Big deal. But – I'll tell you what we and you guys are right. We got the various things we needed because it's not like you know we we lost on some fluky plays like we did at times last year. Here's what else is um, disturbing because John, you you guys talked about how this is a team that was running the triple option, uh, you know, a year ago at this time, and they switched to an air raid. But you want to know what? We got our asses kicked up front in the run game against a non-running team. 
Yeah. Let that sink in for a moment. 7.8 yards a carry. Right. I mean, they average, what, a first down every rushing play the entire first half. And so, so in the words of John McKay, it's like, we can't stop the run. We can't stop the pass. Otherwise, we're in great shape. <laughs> and, and the other one is this, okay? Uh, how do I feel about the execution of Nebraska defense? Well, personally, I'd be in favor of it. You know, and, and, what, and, and what's disturbing is, is that, okay, special teams was a talking point throughout the offseason, and rightfully so. But for the most, I mean, have, for the most part, I think the, def, the special teams has at least done a passable job. And I think it on offense, I think for the most, I mean, Casey had a couple of rough stretches the previous game or the previous two games. But for the most part, I think he's been as good as advertised. We've gotten the running back production for the most part, you know, but but defensively, we've got too many mules. We got too many damn mules. We got not enough, and we don't have enough racehorses. Because you want to know what it is? Because to play defense, I mean, you can bring in all the guys that are talented and all of this and all of that. But defense takes a mentality. You you know what you need on defense? You need boar hunters. These guys go shopping at Hy-Vee for their bacon. I need guys to go out and hunt in the woods and hunt these suckers down with knives. And they're not even doing any of that. Because you need a defense that fights with bloody knuckles. Instead, we're just hitting the damn face every week. Vince, thank you. Back to your cab. You've got it, man. All right. Take care, my friend. Vince from Napa Valley. 402-951. I'm not a huge fan of the California cabs. They're a little sweet for my taste. Oh, are they? Not as earthy as your old world cabs you get from Europe. Okay. Yeah. The only cabs I'm familiar with are ones with four Taxis. wheels. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Uh, Brian is next. Good afternoon. Oh, come on. I'm gonna say I'm hey, just gonna say hey, good hey, afternoon hey. for the rest of the day. So just forgive me right now. We're gonna so, be on until tomorrow my... afternoon. So no, it's we're fine. not. <laughs> God dang it, Brian, go ahead. I'm gonna try to do this without yelling. The last call was right. We got a bunch of mules. We need some racehorses, and I want to let you guys know I'm using these terms in uh, code. I'm using it for code words. Mm-hmm. We need racehorses. We don't have enough racehorses on defense. We don't have enough athletes on defense. If you guys remember anything, I remember the 80 football teams, how they had good offenses, but the defenses sucked because they didn't have enough athletes. Yeah. And then at one point we got smarter and started saying we're going to go get those athletes. When I look at our defense in the front seven, I don't see any of those athletes existing. I've been told for years that they exist, but they don't. And, John, let me let you know, I am one of those five people in Nebraska that at the time did not think that we needed to hire Scott Frost. It's for this reason. I felt that if he loved this state, we could get him at any time. Let him go to Florida and build up his cachet. Because I was told that before we fired Mike Riley, we were not going to hire another coach as a project like we did with Bo Pelini. What is the difference between Scott Frost being at UCF, a school in Florida, for two years, and, and, and to say uh, – I'm speaking his name. The other coach that we had, uh, oh, my God, Turner Gill. They both had two years successful years. Mm-hmm. They both would have been experiments. I would have been more comfortable letting Scott go build his cachet 
and felt that at any time Nebraska could have threw any number at him and got Scott Frost to come here. That's why I was willing to do that. Yeah. So we got Scott Frost. I didn't really think he was ready. And when I'm looking at him, I think this is an indictment on the culture of the state of the people down there that's running this program. Yes, I don't believe you people that have been running the program for the last 20 years that did not cooperate with Bo Pelini, who was a way better coach than this man, who did not cooperate with Mike Riley, who won more games than Scott Frost without even trying to coach. He didn't even try to coach and he won more games than this man. Okay? You guys got what you want. It's not working. I want you guys, I want this state to come out of the past and come into the future. We're not winning with you with what you guys think is going to win. That Nebraska nice stuff is not going to win nothing. I've been all across the state and saw you and these athletes that we supposedly have here, they don't match up. I was worried about this game before it came around because I said I know Georgia Southern got athletes. Our linebackers get ran past. Our quarterbacks, our safety can't tackle. Okay, we are getting out athletes. They're on matchups and stuff. All every game is the same plan, and you're going to see it for the rest of the year. And, oh, get ready! We probably going to end up with just one win this year. I want you guys to think about that one year. Y'all ready for that? <laughs> but please get rid of this man and don't hire nothing like this again. The people that have been making the decisions so far and standing in hindrance in the progress that's down in that program that had the power. Please just shut up. You guys have proven you don't know what in the world you're talking about or doing. You've had 20 years to prove that. Well, I think it's a consensus and a proven record. I'm not wrong. You're showing everybody because your way is not working. Brian? I, I will say what type of coach I want, but that's it. But, fellas, you guys have a nice All right. Day. Well, Brian, congratulations. You get to be one of the five, according to Caller John, that gets to pick the next coach. It'll be like that. that <laughs> it'll be like that summit at the end in the last episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, where, just where, pick, pick the next game. Well, they'll pick one, and it'll yeah. end up being Bran. <laughs> Sorry if it's a spoiler alert, what's folks. The, if you haven't seen it by now, it's your damn what's fault. What's the college like. football equivalent of Bran? Uh, Hugh Freeze, because remember Hugh Freeze coached a game from his hospital bed once. <laughs> 402-951-1620, here is Ross. Ross, you're on with John and Ravi on Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. Roz, okay, if you're going to be listening in your cars, folks, I really appreciate it, but you got to listen through your phone. Yeah, I, I appreciate those of you who are listening on your way home from the game, but but when, once we put you on hold, listen through your phone, not the car, because there is a delay. And then we get a weird feedback. Then we loop, get the weird feedback, and, yeah. and then I hear myself coming back to me, and I sometimes don't like the sound of my own voice, despite what some of my critics say. Um, but I, I just, I really don't. One more call before we head to break. Here's Wade in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, sir. Um, my father, my late father, he's been gone now since 97, so at least he got to see, well, February 97, so at least he got to see the 94 and 95 national championship seasons. But uh, I can assure you he is uh, rolling over in his grave now. I can remember when I was a little kid and TV games were non-existent except for the Oklahoma game. And he would get down on his on the floor with the silent movie camera and film the Oklahoma game. Now, that's dedication right there. <laughs> Even though I didn't attend the university and I've lived in Mississippi my entire life, <laughs> excuse me, I've been sick. It's a little like being born into the mafia, whether you like it or not. 
Big Red is in your blood. And, uh, you know, I'm 51, and I was 34, 34 years old before Nebraska didn't make a bowl game. That's how spoiled I was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love Frost, always have, but it's not working. It's not going to work. Um, and then I didn't know until uh, just last week or the week before, I didn't realize that his buyout uh, went from the 15 to the 7 on October 1st. I yes. thought it was at the end of the year. So No, it's, you got it's that, October 1st. You could, yeah, so you got that, and you combine that with the fact that the NCAA just changed the rules on when you can and cannot enter the transfer portal. It's not just a free-for-all anymore. And uh, those two things combined definitely, I think, uh, seal his his fate. Um, because now you can you can fire him on October first. You can put an interim coach in there, and they're going to view. I think Trev Alberts is going to view that as the best possibility of hanging on to the athletes we want to hang on to heading into the next season if we can turn it around and get some momentum going. I mean, look, I'm a three-time cancer survivor. Congratulations. All three of those cancers, thank you. All three of those cancers were easier to survive than the last four-plus seasons of this crap. <laughs> wow. I mean, that, I'm dead serious. I should, all right, so I should be dead, but Nebraska football almost killed me more than those cancers did. Wade, that might be the call of the night. That's the call of the night right there, my friend. Wade, we appreciate it. Thanks. That was that was one in a million, man. Congratulations, by the way, for yes, that's incredible. Three time survivor, and this team's killing him more than the cancer did. I mean, you got to get rid of Frost just to keep Wade around, if nothing else. Exactly. Jeez. Four zero two nine five one sixteen twenty. This is Big Red Overreaction, brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill, and by Burton. When you're plumbing certain, just call Burton. Four zero two nine five one sixteen twenty. If you get a busy signal, stay right there. We're, we're not going anywhere for a while, though. I don't plan to shake hands with Michael Severe when he walks in the door this morning. <laughs> he said he would relieve us at four if we if we wanted. We just split the difference. By the way, there's been no <laughs> announcement made about any other press conferences tonight. I just want to put that out there right now if you're getting any ideas. But if there is, we'll carry it for you live on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. It's Big Red Overreaction, brought to you by Equitable.